The city of Brockton is now in your hands. The Brockton Mass City of Champions app is a revolutionary civic app that will give whoever downloads it a full picture of the city of Brockton. Users of this app can discover new businesses and restaurants, have access to the local transit system schedule, learn who the Brockton elected officials are, explore attractions and amenities, and stay up to date with the latest news and information going on in the City of Champions. Among the many amazing features of the app is its business directory feature. This business directory is comprised of over 2,000 known businesses in the City of Champions. Business owners who claim their business will have the advantage of free promotion on the app. They will have the ability to inform users of their menus, special deals and discounts, and any other pertinent information. Here's how to claim your business. First, on a laptop or computer, visit claim.mycivicapps.com and click the Claim My Business button at the bottom of the screen. Next, type in Brockton Mass City of Champions plus your business name in the appropriate search bars. Once your business appears on the screen, press Claim, enter a name, email, and password for the account, and click Continue. Finally, fill out all of your pertinent business information. This includes everything from the business location, hours, and more. Once complete, click the Save and Send to Moderator button for a final approval. Once the moderator approves, your account is all yours to customize and use however is best for your business. If you cannot find your business on the app, please email listmylocalbusiness at gmail.com and a moderator will ensure your business is inputted into the app for you to claim. The Brockton Mass City of Champions app is available for download on both the Apple and Android app stores. Download the app today. All right, all right. Is everyone here? Ants. Yes, sir. Roaches. Yeah, what of it? Rodents. Let's get this cheese. All right. Come on, everyone. Settle down. Settle down, please. Look, we all know why we're here. We'll be eating like queens when we're through with this. That pantry's finally ours. Nobody can stop us now. No. No, there's no way. It can't be. It's... It's Old Colony! Old Colony Pest Control. Veteran-owned Massachusetts, Rhode Island-based operation with everything you could dream of for your pest needs. Equipped with top-of-the-line gear to guarantee your home is protected and staying healthy. Phone number is 774-400-5993. Give them a call for the backup you need. Tell them that General Red Revere sent you. They handle anything from ants, roaches, ticks, mosquitoes, rats, and more. No wildlife or termites at this time. Hey, hey, watch it, buddy. We're marching. We're marching. Trick of the Play, a cash team production, is looking for actors and singers to fill several slots for this upcoming live play. For more information, please call 216-394-8926. That's Sugar the Play, auditions at 216-394-8926. You cut me off, you son of a Get the hell out of that car! Get the hell out right now! I'm gonna turn you a new Come on, get out! I'm gonna break the
even know it was you. Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth, drafting the circuits, three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters are on there? Did you do you even know the answer to that? So, no, I guess it's, I'm trying to get to the bottom zero. of this here. Zero. There's zero. So, my question then is if the guess how many? Wait, what about what about how what what about the turnout rate? A hundred and twenty percent. Let's uh, let's let Representative Johnson ask his question. <laughs> so the poll book number. Okay, there, there's two things that could happen here. Either the poll book number, if ballots were called multiple, multiple times, there, there's two options. Option number one is that the poll book numbers are not going to match. They the, don't. The actual. Not by thousands and thousands of votes. That's not what we see right now. You that, take a look again. One. Take a look again. Option number two is that they essentially were, were filling in names of people who didn't vote. That, Dead that, people, too? So is that, Let's I guess, let is that Representative your Johnson ask his question, and then when I he's done. I thought that was his answer. Okay. Well, I guess that, that's uh, well, my, my question here is why we're not seeing the poll book off by 30,000 votes. That, that's not the what case. What did you guys do, take it and uh, do something crazy to it? Man, you come right out of a comic book. Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
go here. All right, it's your boy, Sinister One, broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth, and somebody actually caught me off guard. I was just about to go live, and I'm monitoring the live chat, and I got somebody that's watching the show tonight for the first time. I've been telling this person to watch the show. We tend to disagree a lot, but I see he's in the show watching on YouTube. Hopefully, he's getting to see the... um closed caption on the show so he's able to read uh, what what is being said so we can go back and forth if need be but skip clay is in the chat people have seen him post on my page or the booze page um and a lot of people have said things like well just ban him or block him whatever no i'm not here to ban the block i allow people to say what they want to say i mean if you want to make yourself look a certain way, you can make yourself look a certain way. And, that, and how people perceive you, that's how they perceive you. Um, that's going to be <laughs> your fault and your issue. I'm not here to you know, monitor adults and what they say and what they aren't supposed to say. Um, I got a lot of people in the chat. How's it going, Patty? Omira, how's it going, Dave? How's it going? Who else is out here in the chat? If you guys, Hey, if you guys are out in the chat, just drop a hello because I'm I'm watching on YouTube and YouTube allows me to see who's watching the show in the chat if you say hello. So I can say hello in the chat and and say what's up. Like Felicia, who just said, hey, Keith Hayes, hello, lets me know you're here, comes up on the screen. So I don't have to keep looking over at YouTube and Facebook to see what's coming up. So just do that. Also, if you want to click that subscribe button on YouTube, please, please, please start clicking subscribe. The views for this show is all over the place. I got to thank people in Ohio, for some reason, Ohio lately, which is funny because I'm producing a couple of shows out of Ohio, Talk Back with Gloria Shea and Happy Hour with Lido with Kevin Jeffries. I produced those two shows out of Ohio. I just did an intro for the NWO Sports Podcast for a Logan Bailey. So if you listen to his podcast and you hear his intro, I'm the voice that's doing that. So I'm kind of getting all over the place. A lot of people from Ohio would hit me up to say what's up and get me involved with things up there. Jason Andre, what's up, Mr. Melodic? See you out there. Dave Haggerty, what's going on? All you guys, we've got winners for shirts and things of that sort. Got a lot of stuff to talk about, Super Bowl stuff to talk about. Um, there's a lot, a lot of topics. If you guys see my topic list, we are ready to roll. So let me get into my sponsors of the show michael douglas barretto mdb electronics you guys know i'm a gamer huge gamer spend a lot of time on my xbox and it's uh great stuff if my controller fades or craps the bed i can send my controller out and get my controller fixed because i'm super anal about my controllers um to be honest i take care of my controllers usually um when it does happen it will go back out and if it's a problem that he's already repaired it's free of charge. You know, he takes care of it. Lifetime warranty. And he also does custom controllers. He does custom face plates and things of that sort. If you like the smoke weed, 420's coming up. If you want to get a 420 face plate, go right ahead. Jump on it. Get on it. Because he does that type of stuff. Michael Douglas Barreto. Another sponsor, also I got to mention, is Viana Marie. Music streaming everywhere. She has a show coming up. Friday night, Sammy's Patio, 8 o'clock. You want to come on out. It'll be her second performance of 2022, so you want to make sure to get out there. And also, I got to thank everybody who showed up and showed out for the video shoot a couple of weeks ago out there in Taunton. Jason Andre, Mr. Melodic, thank you for you and your boys showing up. 
and looking real boss in the music video. Can't wait till Scott gets it done. And uh, we're going to definitely be showing that and debuting it um, probably within the next couple of months or so. So stay tuned because we're going to make the announcement and make it official. Also, tactical target systems. As you guys know, I'm scared of the zombie apocalypse. So if this was about to go down, I already said it. I want to be the next Rick Grimes. I know he's MIA right now, but... You know, whatever. Um, and hey, don't put anything in the chat because I haven't watched this season of Walking Dead yet. So if Rick Grimes did come back, don't put in the chat and say, hey, Keith, you're wrong and all this stuff. I haven't watched this season yet, so don't spoil it for me. <laughs> all right? So as far as I know, Rick Grimes is still missing. <laughs> uh, also, our T-shirt winner, Mike Smith. What's going on? He's a, the newest winner of a T-shirt. I actually have a winner from last week, but I got to get go get the shirt and get the shirt to the winner and get a picture so I can announce that winner of the shirt. So if you're in the chat, there's a chance that you might win a shirt. And it don't matter what you say. You can come on here and talk all types of BS and crap about me. But if you are being active in the chat, guess what? You help my show. You're contributing to the show because... The, the chat is what's being measured in analytics. As long as people are putting stuff in there and chatting, it's good stuff for me. So whether it's good, bad, we agree or disagree, the conversation is still good for the show. It still helps the show. So a guy like a Skip Clay or a guy like um Tim, who's everybody's been complaining about, that's been in the chat, but he comes on the show. You know, he had some stuff to say last week and, you know, he... He adds to the show. It's you know, and I like it, so it doesn't bother me. So Mike Smith is the winner of last week's T-shirt from ILoveBostonSports.com. You see Mike Smith there from Brockton holding it down, and um, our other sponsor is Carbonell Veteran Owned Old Colony Pest Control seven seven four four hundred five nine nine three licensed and insured. Um, spring is around the corner, people. Time to get those pests in order. Get him out there, General Revivere Carbonell. Old Colony Pest Control. Before I get into the news booth, I got to thank my special guest for last week, Tal Zlotnitsky from the Our Dot Love at Our O U R Dot Love at, and um, his app actually came out today. The app came out today on actually yesterday, Valentine's Day. It came out. So if you haven't had a chance, go and check it out. He discussed a lot of stuff last week. He talked, discussed marriages. He's discussed relationships. He talked about divorce and adultery. It was a great show. He had a good time. Uh, we had a good talk off air and he will definitely be coming back on. He's got some things in the pipeline that he couldn't talk about, but it's coming. And, um, I want to be able to announce it first and foremost here in the booth. Okay. So let's get into the news booth. Everybody Seven ten. Welcome to the show. Also, got to mention, before I get into this show, Grand Flourish Collection. Look at that emblem. Grand Flourish Collection. Brand new business in Brockton. Tattoo parlor. About five blocks from my house. A tattoo parlor. And yo, they're holding it down. My man, Mark Chapetta. He was already down there with his boys, Troy and Andrew. And I believe it's Andrew who got the tattoo this Monday, past Monday or or over the weekend. But um, Booth is about to do a field trip. I already went down, spoke with the owner and the manager, and I'm going to be heading down doing a Booth field trip. I haven't done a Booth field trip in a while. So I'm going to head down there, check out Grand Flourish Collection tattoos, man. Oh, it's actually collective. I said collection, so collective. Grand Flourish Collective. 
and we want to make sure to head down there. It's a tattoo parlor. It's actually in the old location of Mary Lou's on the east side of Brockton in the plaza. Um, so if you want to head down there, check them out. Tell them you heard about it on the booth, but I'm going to be going back down there. I actually talked with him about my Dragon Ball Z tattoo that I have on my left arm. I was kind of thinking about coloring in the hair on my Dragon Ball Z characters that I have on my arm that represent me and my sons, you know, because we're big Goku, Gohan, you know, we're big fans of that show. And that show represents me and my boys to the fullest. So I was thinking about getting the Saiyan hair just colored in, just that yellow. So I don't know, you know, I don't see many black people with colored ink, you know, but we'll see. I'm going to look it up online, Google it, see what we got going on and see how it looks and go from there. Uh, Getting into the news booth. Here in Boston, no longer recommending face masks for everyone indoors, but uh, they're going to tell people, you know, if you have pre-existing conditions or if you're unvaccinated, they're going to suggest that you might want to wear a mask. Now, for all these people who are going back and forth and, you know, you got a group of people out there saying, oh, the timing of this is is sketchy because the poll numbers are down. And this is why they are doing this for the face mask. No, it's not that. It's not that. That's not why. And then some people are saying, well, Michelle Wu is giving in to the backlash from vaccine mandates and the stuff that she... No, no, that's not it either. Okay, people? So here. Sit down. Let me explain it to you. Here's why we no longer have to wear face mask on February 28th. It's just common science. Common science. If you paid attention in school, ebb and flow. Science. From thanks from from Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. You had four back to back to back to back social holidays. It starts with Halloween And then it goes downhill from there. We seen it right after Halloween. The numbers jumped after Thanksgiving. They spiked Christmas spiked again. New Year's spiked again. Why? Because people weren't doing what they should have been doing when the army crunt variant hit. They didn't take precautions. They did whatever they wanted to do. The numbers went through the roof. Mass mandates went back into place. Guess what? Here we are. We're in the heading into the third week of February. The numbers are coming down because there's no more social events. Nobody's doing nothing. Everybody's back home watching the Super Bowl, getting ready to watch Daytona 500. The numbers are dropping. So guess what? We can start pulling back on the mass mandates. We can start pulling back on checking vaccination papers. So for people who are trying to say that we're turning into a socialist country, a communistic country, communistic country, and taking away people's rights. Stop it. Stop it. Sit down. Please. You're, you're driving me crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I know, Skip, you're in the chat, so I hope you're watching all of that. All right? So anybody who thinks that Michelle Wu's doing this for backlash, it's not. It's because the numbers are going down. Simple as that. You know? And just, it's simple common sense. Simple common sense. Uh, here's one for you. Racist people. Some of y'all racist people have no common sense. Some of you, some of you, some of you people are so 
emblazoned in your brain with racism that you don't even realize that something you're doing is racist. So for those who didn't hear this story, a Newton daycare here in Newton, Mass., I see kids has now had to close. Why? Because for Black History Month, one of the daycare teachers decided for Black History Month, it would be a nice idea to put the kids in blackface. Jesus, God, tap dancing Christ. I know some of you are like, what? Is this is this 2022? Nope, you heard it correct. A Newton daycare is now closed for investigation after one of the daycare teachers decided for Black History Month they were going to put blackface on those two. So let me guess, Newton Mass. A majority of those kids in that class are probably white. And imagine the one black kid that goes to the daycare and his parents come to pick him up and all the kids are in blackface. <laughs> imagine, look, if you're black, and I know how this is going to go down because if it was me, if it was me, you know how some people, some black people, they're going to be mad right out the gate. Me, I'm not, I'm not that type of person. I'm going to laugh at the ignorance. Like, if that was me picking up my kid and I seen all these white kids, little white kids in blackface and discussing Black History Month, I'm, fir- I'm first of all, I'm going to chuckle. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. And then I'm going to say, you know what? I need to see the principal. And then I'm going to do my stuff behind closed doors. I- I'm-, I'm serious. So... For those of you with those racist minds, why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fucking lying. You know you're racist. You know you're racist. They the person said they they didn't think that that was going to be <laughs> that was insensitive or disrespectful. That's what they said. Stop lying. Stop lying. Stop the stop lying. Oh man, yo! Imagine if something like that happened in Brockton or Boston. <laughs> I know all y'all gonna be talking about this story. Y'all heard it here first of the booth, man. <laughs> I wonder what they was talking about for Black History Month being in blackface too. I gotta, I gotta wonder. Like, was one kid George Washington Carver? Did they have like a little white girl with blackface and she was like Harriet Tubman? And they maybe had like one little white kid in blackface preaching Martin Luther King stuff. <laughs> I have a dream. I have a dream. Little white boys and little black girls. <laughs> Newton daycare ice kids. Oh man, you wrong. <laughs> You wrong. Oh, man. This is another one. This is, a, this is another good story if you haven't heard it yet. The mayor of Ohio. <laughs> oh, this one's a riot. The mayor of Ohio has now stepped down. 
You want to know why the mayor of Ohio stepped down? Wasn't over something racist. It wasn't over something. (laughs) The mayor of Ohio stepped down because during the city council meeting, they are trying to issue permits for ice shanties. Now, for those who don't know what ice shanties are and don't know about Cleveland, Ohio, they have a lot of ice fishing on the lakes in Ohio. So what that is, is, you know, you go up there, you get your spot when the ice freezes over, you cut a hole in the ice, and then you fish. Well, what they do is they put, the city was thinking about putting shanties, which are these little things. I know people probably see them up in New Hampshire and stuff on Lake Winnipesaukee. Um, but what they are, they're little huts. And, you know, you can keep warm from the elements or protect it from the elements. And you can fish. These are ice fishing shanties while on the lake. The mayor of Ohio, <laughs> the mayor, he's the mayor, the mayor of, of well, he's in Ohio. I, I don't know what town or city it was in Ohio, but he says that <laughs> he doesn't want the ice shanties because of the threat of prostitution. Now... <laughs> I don't know about any of you people, but if you're ice fishing on the ice and it's like, it's got to be ice fishing. It's got to be like 10 degrees or below. Look, I'm not about to have some hooker come out to an ice shanty (laughs) for a $40, whatever. (laughs) First of all, I'm here to get some fish. And just go home with my fresh fish and cook it up and make me some Cajun whatever. I'm not about to come out here, leave my wife or girlfriend to get a prostitute in an ice shanty. Where it's cold. You want to get a hotel room. (laughs) So he (laughs) he had to step down because of his comments. He had to step down. Because he pissed a lot of people off because he thought that there might be an issue with prostitution on the ice in the ice shanties. Cleveland, do y'all have that bad? Is your prostitution problem that bad that you you can't even authorize permits for ice shanties? Is is prostitution that bad in Cleveland, Ohio? Kevin Jeffries, Gloria Shea, if you're watching, please let me know. (laughs) Jason Andre said Twin Rivers in Rhode Island would do it. They, yo, they'd have ice shanties in the parking lot at Twin River. <laughs> oh, man. Getting into the legal booth. Uh, former CFO of Boston Grand Prix, John Casey, sentenced to prison for tax fraud for four years. Uh, for those who know me, I'm a big NASCAR fan. I love car racing. Um, the Grand Prix, the F1 IndyCar Grand Prix was due to come here to Massachusetts. It was a big deal. Uh, hotels were already booked. Um, actually, my place where I work, um, they actually had all of the Jersey barriers that were going to be set up for this race that would have been held, held down in South Boston Seaport area. Uh, but unfortunately, a small group of environmentalists held up the, pro- the race and it wasn't uh, the issues that they had wasn't addressed. So the race never happened. Uh, people were supposed to get their money back and things of that sort. John Casey didn't report income and lied. So he is off to jail. Now, for me. 
this was a lot of money for the state of Massachusetts to be lost. And I blame Mr. Marty, our mayor, Marty Walsh. And the reason why is because the Grand Prix was coming here. And at that time, Mayor Menino was in office. And Mayor Menino, as you all know, um, he got sick and he passed away. And that put Marty Walsh in that seat. And Marty Walsh's first, one of his first tasks out the gate was to oversee this Grand Prix. And, you know, Marty Walsh is a nice guy, but he he doesn't, I think, with when it comes to Marty Walsh, he's not a guy who likes conflict. So when this whole thing went down, he kind of put his hands up and said, you know what, if we can't get this to come together, then we just won't have a race and walks away from it. Mayor Menino was the type of guy who took all the parties involved, put them in a hotel room, bought pizza, and said, you all are staying here until we get this deal done because it's the best for our state and for our city. So that right there is where we were missing Menino because Menino would have got this done. We would have had a Grand Prix race. Instead, Marty Walsh put his hands up. He didn't want nothing really to do with it. And then it went downhill because a couple of environmentalists were worried about turtles along the route, which they could have actually moved those turtles somewhere else until the race was over for that one weekend that was going to be here. Um, so it was all BS and Boston and Massachusetts lost a ton of money. F1, um, Grand Prix, those people, when they come from overseas, they spend money. They don't care. They spend money. Them Europeans, when they come for these races and to be able to watch one of these races in Boston on the seaport district and just renting the hotel room. So you can see the cars flying around the city of Boston from your hotel. Yeah, we lost it, but he's going to jail four years. Um, he should have paid the money back. He should have gave the monies back and you know, he should have reported what he should have reported. Uh, this one here, people keep your eyes on this. Keep your eyes on this story. This is a precedent set in court. And first and foremost, let me say this first. Let me get a sip of my orange juice here. First of all, Sandy Hook was a horrible tragedy. It was, it was a horrible tragedy. Kids were killed because a gun owner decided that they weren't going to lock up their gun, you know, and be safe. Um, yes, unfortunately, the mother of the, the boy who did do the shooting, she, he did kill her. Uh, but she should have had her keys or whatever in a place that he did not know where they were. Um, she was aware her son had mental issues and she didn't take care of that issue with securing her firearms the way that she should, as you're told as a gun owner. Number one, that's, that's the one main reason why Newtown, Connecticut happened. Sandy Hook. Um, the precedent problem that's set here is Remington, the gunmaker of the Bush Bushwhacker firearm that was used to commit this heinous tragedy? Remington is now settling for seventy three million to the families of Sandy Hook. Now, I don't agree with this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of table this for when I got my legal guys on the show. But this sets a real nasty precedent. And one of the things that I read in the court documents about this and those who are applauding and cheering there saying, well, this is a win-win because Remington Bush make whacker, you know, this video game, this gun was um, 
portrayed in video games, and that's where these kids see these guns and blah, 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 blah. And again, video games are under fire when they have absolutely nothing to do with it. But here's the thing. With Remington settling with the victims, it now opens the door for anyone to sue any company that's that's involved in any type of death. So imagine someone getting killed in a car accident and someone's driving a Ford. And now people want to sue Ford because the body style is this and maybe cause more. This sets a nasty precedent. It, it's something to be watched over because the company should not be held responsible in any way for such tragedy. It it shouldn't. It's it's scary, people. This is this is scary. You may not like firearms. You may not care about firearms, but if you you need to pay attention to this story because a precedent has now been set. Yes, they settled. The court didn't find them at fault, but they settled. And Remington settling is an admission of as I'm as far as I'm concerned, it would be an admission of guilt because supposedly you know the way that they marketed the, the firearm you know like in gun magazines i think one of the ads of the gun in one of the gun magazines says if you're not using this firearm your man cards revoked now i i have subscriptions to firearm magazines and you know comedy is is some of the things in these magazines it's not they don't make light of tragedies but you know they say things like that you know if any if it's offensive to anybody it should be offensive to women because women, there are a lot of women firearm owners out there who are licensed. So, I mean, that you could say that, but I don't think an ad inspires somebody to go and shoot up a school. No. Her son was, he had mental issues. He was being bullied at school. He had specific people to pick out. This The fault of this tragedy does not fall on Remington. And like I said, when I get my legal guys on, I got to find out. How the hell does any type of attorney say to someone they're representing and say, well, we're going to settle this? And you agree with it. Granted, Remington Remington is bankrupt right now. They're actually bankrupt right now. They've actually sold off a lot of pieces of their company to other places. But scary. Scary precedent to be set. Unbelievable. Um, a former school district administrator has now pled guilty in Little Rock, Arkansas, for spending more than 230000 on personal online shopping. Now, I've always, I've had this discussion. I've been involved with youth sports and things of that sort. Um, and these stories bug me because I've always felt when you have like a debit card representing schools or a debit card represent, representing a business or a debit card representing um, a youth sports organization. We've seen it time and time again where people steal money and then they get caught. They should pass a law that any business, any school, any youth organization, if you control all of your spending, it should be two people or more. On that card for use. In other words, in other words, one person can't go and use that card 
unless a second or third person knows or a second or third person signs off on that. This is 2022. This is this day and age. This should not be happening. And I know how $230,000 happens. That person was in charge of the card to probably buy office stuff for the school. And then one weekend, you're a little tight on cash. And then you use that little card to buy something somewhere. And then guess what happens? It adds up year after year after year. And then what happens is the person gets greedy and doesn't realize how much money that they're taking off that debit card. And then by the time they're caught, it's too late. You know, sometimes these people's intentions are, well, I'll pay it back when I get the chance and no one will ever know. Sometimes that, that happens, you know, but you could end this. You could end this. And somebody's going to say, well, that person's a district administrator. They, they, they're hired with intent to do the, no, no, no. You don't want to entrust people with that much money on a budget. The temptation is there for anybody. Anybody can say, um, I would never do it. You don't know that you, nobody knows that nobody knows what happens if you're, you know, if your car gets wrecked by somebody and then you need to buy a new car and nobody knows, man. So let's just nip this in the bud, make it a law to where these organizations or schools, you need to have one, more than one person signing off on this. Because 230000 this wasn't done in one lump sum. This had to be done over a period of time. So guess what? That means that there was somebody who wasn't checking the books like they should have been. There should have been someone every month or every six months checking the purchases that they were that were being made and saying, okay, this isn't for school. A 60-inch screen TV from Best Buy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that was what was bought, but I'm just using that as an example. You know, you have to have checks and balances in place. Even if you don't have two or three people on the card to sign off, you have somebody that's going to do the checks and balances in an outside auditor or somebody's going to audit the person that's overseeing that card on a monthly basis or 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 yearly or whatever. So this doesn't happen. That's my opinion in that matter. My that's that's what I feel like. I feel like that should never happen. So can we do something about this? Because it's rough. It's rough. And and and, and it upsets me. Almost upset. <laughs> Actually, I got to talk about something. It, it almost upsets me. I was I was pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. My son school. No, they didn't. Cur- no, they didn't. They caught it, and the person is is pled guilty. The person pled guilty. They were caught red-handed. They didn't cover it up. You know, the person was caught and, you know, they, they've got that. They're going to go to jail, you know, and that's that's probably what's going to happen. But like I said, there's checks and balance. So so for me, like I'm pissed. My son goes to. OK, so what I will I, I won't I won't mention his school. But every Monday we have a parents meeting for his school here in Brockton. And for the since since October. My stepson, Ryan, has been coming home from school. He's been hungry. You know, he's been talking about he wants something to eat. And, you know, he's 11. He's a picky ass eater. So I'm always like, oh, he's just being picky at school. He just don't want to eat what's at school. 
So this has been going on since October, back and forth, back and forth, you know, and then I'd have his mother, you know, bring sandwich meats over so he can make stuff and bring it to school and this and that. Here we are, it's February. And during this parents meeting, someone in the Zoom chat puts down, hey, my kid hates lunch. What's going on with lunch? And the one lady says, oh, I don't want to answer that. Maybe this person wants to answer this question now that it's come up. So this person who's an administrator of the school comes on and he says that they switched providers to provide lunches for the school. Gotcha. Okay, you switch providers. The provider that took over the contract for this year, unfortunately, they had a fire back in October at their facility. After the fire, they were supposed to move their operations elsewhere so they could prepare the foods that were supposed to be served on the lunch menu that the kids get every week. But guess what? They ended up losing their backup secondary space to where they need to prepare the foods. So since October, early November, this company hasn't been sending the lunches that they're supposed to be sending because of this issue with the fire. So they've been sending whatever they can. Kids haven't been able to get the lunches the way they are. The food has been horrible. It sucked. And, you know, this guy... During the parents mean, he kind of chuckles and he's like, well, (laughs) the kids are kind of right. The food is hard. No, no, hell no, bro. In October, when this situation happened, they should have see. And this is what pissed me off about my son's school because communication is effing horrible there. Horrible there. Horrible. So my opinion is, is okay. So this place burns down. They can't provide the lunches that they're supposed to do by contract. Guess what? First of all, the parents should have been notified in October or November that, Hey, our school provider, their facility burnt up, their kitchen burnt up. They can't provide food and parents are going to have to provide lunches for their kids until the situation is resolved. Okay. We get that. Now we're not sitting back here complaining that our kids are being picky or, you know, just go to school and eat what they give you because I know the menu's right here and this is what it says you get. No, they didn't do that. So here we are in February. You decide in a parent meeting to tell us that this place had a fire. And now you wanted to tell us that, you know, the food has been horrible and this. Okay, don't give me that BS. Stop it. Stop it. Man, y'all, ugh, stuff like that pisses me off. Jesus, God, tap dancing Christ. That's how I felt as a parent. <laughs> for real, for real, for real. That's my, um. that would be my TED talk for the day. Just letting y'all know. <laughs> Getting into the entertainment booth. Duh. If you've been watching the booth, you already know about this. You already knew about this, okay? When Disney Plus started, they already said they're canceling the Netflix MCU shows. We already knew about it. <laughs> Geneva. Yes, I, Geneva. I went there. I went there. I took it all the way there. <laughs> Geneva, her daughter, goes to school with my stepson, Ryan. 
And she knows ex- she was on the parent meeting with me last night because we was we was going back and forth. But huh? What? Like, really? How the hell, how are we not knowing about why we why didn't we hear about this when this first happened? <laughs> What's up, Geneva? <laughs> For real. I was mad. I was mad when that and like I said. The dude chuckled like, like, what are you chuckling for? That's that's not funny because I for the since October I've been telling Ryan, suck it up, eat what they got. And this boy come home from school, he wanting a four course meal when he come home from school. Now I know why. <laughs> now I know why. So getting back to Netflix. So for those of you who haven't watched the Marvel shows on Netflix. You stink because Dear Devil, <laughs> Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Punisher, the Defenders themselves was on fire. Dear Devil, hands down, had some of the best fight scenes ever. And Jessica Jones, oh, my Lord. I'm just saying, okay? Got to stop right there. But uh, reverting back to Disney. The rights have reverted back to Disney. It's all done. Netflix has now removed the shows from their menu of programming. And now everybody's wondering where those shows are going to go. Well, I'm pretty sure, like we said back in 2017, that those shows will end up on Disney+. Plus. Now, this creates a funny situation for Disney+, Plus, but they've already made themselves hypocrites. Because Disney+, Plus, when it first came out, they said that they would have nothing worse than PG+. 1213. That's what Disney Plus said when they first came out. And they said that. Then guess what happened? Disney landed the Fox deal and they picked up Deadpool, Logan, and the X Men movies. Now, one of the X Men movies and Logan drops the F bomb in it. So, right then and there, the PG 12 went out the window. Right out the window. Daredevil, I don't think Disney Plus will have a problem with it. Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, some sex scenes. I don't think we're going to be... I got to see how Disney Plus is going to work this. I think what Disney Plus is probably going to do will be like HBO Max. And I think another one is if the the content is, is over a certain age, you'll have to put in like a pin or maybe put in a password. So we'll see. We'll see about that. Because Disney Plus, I know somebody said to me that they're probably going to put the shows on Hulu. I don't think so, people. I don't think so. Especially if if Charlie Cox wasn't in this latest Spider-Man movie, then I would say yes. I would say yes, it, they'll go to Hulu. But I don't think they're going to Hulu. I think they're going right to Disney Plus. Um, Charlie Cox was in Spider-Man there is only a matter of time before the Spider-Mans all end up on, on the Disney Plus network for Marvel. Um, Jessica Jones, um, the actor who plays Luke Cage, and I always forget his name. He's on Evil. Um, he already said if he if he was asked to come back, he would come back to play Luke Cage. Danny Rand from Iron Fist. Um, John Benthadol, who was the Punisher, he already hinted that he would definitely come back for the MCU and everybody already knows if Charlie Cox was Daredevil in Spider-Man, Jessica Jones, Karen Ritter, she's already in She-Hulk. 
It's a rap, bro. It's a rap. It's a rap. Felicia said, this is why a parent needs to screen everything before my kids watch it. Well, you know, you can screen it, but a lot of things have age, age groups. So you can kind of, you know, monitor what your kids still feel like for me. Like for me, when my kids were growing up, we watched a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff that me and my boys watched because my boys told that I told my boys that a lot of stuff is entertainment. What you see in the movie or what you hear in the music stays in the music and stays in the movie or else you don't get to see it. Like, like my dad, my dad growing up, when I was growing up, there was a lot of things that my mom and dad took me to see that I'm pretty sure back then people was pissed at my parents for bringing me to the movie theater. I remember my mother was a huge horror movie fan. My mother brought me to see The Exorcist. My mother brought me to see Carrie. And I remember till this day, till this day, I remember the final scene when Carrie's hands come up out the grave. And I remember me screaming and going crazy in the movie theater, Symphony Hall Theater, Huntington Avenue in Boston, screaming my head off on that scene. And my mother was like, just be quiet. It's not that scary. My dad, my dad took me to see every black exploitation movie out there when they came out. My dad took me to see Shaft. My dad took me to see Superfly. My dad took me to see Across 110th Street. My dad took me to see every James Bond movie out there. And back then, people don't forget, back then in the 70s, James Bond was risque. For for a kid to watch, you put a James Bond movie on now, any kid can watch it with no issues. But back then, back then, my dad took us to see the Warriors. That movie was banned on like every movie. You could. Well, the funny thing about that is you can show the Warriors today on TV to kids today, and they're gonna laugh at the Warriors. Like what? What is this? Why was this banned? <laughs> you you can show the Warriors on TV right now, uncut. Uncut. There's absolutely not one thing in it that you would have to cut on TV today. That's how far we've come as far as censorship in movies. <laughs> Crazy. What's up, Maddie? C Sports for you and me. Got a big show coming up after me. Triple Threat Tuesday. But um, yeah, the the Marvel Netflix rights revert, which I called, said it was coming. And they're going back to Disney. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I think they're going to Disney Plus. I don't think they're going to Hulu like someone mentioned. I think they're going straight to Hulu Plus, And I think we're going to see a big change. Able to watch. Speaking of Disney Plus, I watched Boba Fett. Finally finished watching Boba Fett. I need a rancor. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not saying anything. But when I grow up, I want a rancor. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. If you guys watched the Super Bowl, I missed it because I was doing a live with Lito and Ryan because I had made some Mountain Dew buffalo wings <laughs> with Mountain Dew sauce. Oh, man, they loved it. The kids loved it. I don't, I don't eat chicken off the bone, but the kids loved it. Geneva said, bro, I'm exorcist. I'm scared of thrills. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Doctor Strange 2 trailer comes out during the Super Bowl, the latest trailer. You know what? I'm not going to even say nothing. Just pay attention to the god daggone Easter eggs in this, please. Because 
I didn't even see it during the first run because I was, like I said, I was doing a live. And then my brother hit me up. And usually when my brother hits me up, it's it's something. Because he don't just hit me up to hit me up. My brother just, he hits me up when it's something. And he was like, did you see the trailer? I was like, no. I said, yeah, yeah. I, I said, I saw it. I, you know, I was going. He's like, did you see it though? Did you see what was in it? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, this, this, this. I'm like, uh uh-huh, wait. So I'm going to let you all watch. Pay close attention to the Easter eggs, boy. There's a lot of stuff to learn. Here we go. Every night, I dream the same dream. Nightmare begins. I did what I had to do to protect our world. You cannot control everything, Strange. You opened the doorway between universes, and we don't know who or what will walk through it. Wanda. What do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. I'm sorry, Stephen. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. We should tell him the truth. Things just got out of hand. You break the rules. Look out! I become a hero. I do it, I become the enemy. Hold on. Y'all, y'all, y'all watch that, right? <clears throat> Was you all paying attention to that? We got 740. We, we could talk about this. Were you all just watching that trailer? If you are, look, let me, hold on. Every night, I dream the same. Let's bring this forward a little bit here. I'm going to bring this forward for you guys. Open the doorway between universes. So we're in the multiverse. I'm going to fast forward here. Shang-Chi. We all know that. If you saw Shang-Chi, you saw the movie. You know where that is. But Doctor, look right here. Right here. Ultron robots with the art. Come on now. 
Come on now. But right here, this little scene right here, boom. If you follow Marvel Comics, bam. We should tell him the truth. Y'all hear that voice? Y'all hear that voice? Look, I don't think y'all heard it. I don't think y'all heard it. So first of all, we have chairs. One, two, three, four, five, six chairs. Six chairs. Anybody in Marvel will tell you we're headed towards the Illuminati. And a lot of people have been talking about this. And the Illuminati is made up of Namer, Submariner, which we already know exists. Because if you were paying attention in Black Panther... In Endgame, there were two scenes in Wakanda when they were looking up information about surrounding territories and who needed help with this and that. Atlantis was on that map, which let us know that Prince Namor in the MCU was there. Also, if you guys paid attention to that map in Endgame and the map in Black Panther 2, Black Panther 1, Savage Land was on that map. The Savage Land, yes, where Wolverine was able to go and be in full beast mode. Now, for those who don't know who the Illuminati is, it's Prince Namor, Black Bolt from the Inhumans. And for those who don't remember, there was an Inhumans TV series with Black Bolt the question will be: Is it will it be the same actor? Because it was a pretty good it was a pretty good casting. The show was horrible. The show was absolutely horrible, but the casting was great. The guy who played Black Bolt was awesome. So you would have, we would see Namer, we would see Black Bolt. We are going to see it would be Reed Richards, Fantastic Four, and then let me just pay attention to this voice right here. Pay attention to the voice and look at the TV or your phones real quick. We should tell him the truth. Patrick Stewart, bald head, Professor Xavier, recognize. Recognize. Come on, people. Recognize Professor Xavier, bald head. We finally got our mutants in the MCU, bro. It's here. Doctor Strange 2, I can't wait now till this movie friggin' comes out. And you got Zombie Wanda. If you guys remember the, the zombie miniseries in Marvel, Zombie Wanda. Marvel, this is this is why Marvel is killing DC. And I'm not gonna lie, I like I like the new Suicide Squad, and I already I'm already about to make an announcement about the new Batman movie. Once everything is locked down correctly, I'll be making a major, major announcement in regards to Batman, but DC, bro. Sorry, sorry, DC. Marvel is still killing it. <laughs> still killing it.
That is Patrick Stewart's voice, and the bald head lets us know that Professor Xavier and the Illuminati, and y'all saw Captain Marvel, right? Because I don't think that's going to be the Captain Marvel that we know. Because remember, there's all these different realities. There's all these different, he's in the multiverse. So there's going to be all these different versions of, of different people. You know, there's a big rumor that Tom Cruise is going to show up as a version of Iron Man variant. So we're going to see. We're going to see. Because remember, there were two versions of Captain Marvel in Marvel Comics. It was the female Carol Danvers version. And then there was the man, the male version of Captain Marvel. So we're going to see. We are going to see. Whew. Woo! Sports booth people. Let's get into this. 101 million viewers up from 6.3 million in 2021. Super Bowl was a hit. The Rams beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't care what anyone says. Number one, the referees effed up. Effed up. You know, fucked up. NFL referees all season. You know, fucked up. No, <laughs> effed up, refs. You keep your flags in the pocket for the whole damn game. And then in the final two minutes of the Super Bowl, you decide we're going to throw a flag. And look, I'm not, look, the call was good. It was a good call. It was a good call. I'm not arguing with the call. The call was a good-ass call. He was grabbing the receiver. It was definitely an interference call. Definitely was the right call to make. But when you're letting guys play, for the entire game and you get into the last two minutes and then you want to start throwing, they threw more flags in the last two friggin' minutes of the Super Bowl than they did the entire game. And somebody said, well, they had to make up for the no call on Jalen Ramsey. Okay, no, no, we don't have to make up until that Jalen Ramsey point. The whole theme of this game was they're letting these dudes play. They're letting them play. Okay, so continue to let them play. Continue to let them play. Don't wait till two minutes and the game's on the line and you call a penalty which sets up the Rams to take the lead with less than, with two minutes to go. Come on, man. If, if, I'm, a, if I'm a Cincinnati fan, man, I was ready to break my effing TV on the Super Bowl. And the other reason why the Super Bowl is back up is because the hypocrites are back. That's right. NFL had some of the highest ratings ever because why? And I'm just going to point it out. The racist hypocrites are back. You know who I'm talking about. You know who's back for some of these people. The racist hypocrites. You know, the ones that wrote off the 2021 season because they were acknowledging social injustice. And they were upset that they were playing lift every voice and sing before each game, along with the national, you know, the people that were all upset and said that they wrote off the NFL and they'll never come back to watch a game ever again. But then Tom Brady goes and wins a Super Bowl down in Tampa Bay. And then everybody comes back to their TVs for the 2021 season. You know those hypocrites. They played 
into part of that 101 million viewers. Those hypocrites who came back to watch the NFL and was on Facebook. And I could, I could call them all out. I could call out every last one of those SOBs who watched the Super Bowl or were tweeting and talking about the Super Bowl. Yet last year they was, I'm not watching these overpaid millionaires anymore. This, that, and this, and that. And I don't care about social injustice. No such thing. But you was right back watching football this year. Hypocrites. And you know who else was out here? Why we had 101 million viewers? Because it was the biggest, most anticipated halftime in the history of Super Bowls. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, and then the surprise appearance by Fat Thor, a.k.a. 50 Cent. <laughs> oh, and Anderson Pac. Because Anderson Pac's band was, was, was supporting the performance. And Eminem took a knee. A lot of people upset at that, but... The NFL told them not to take the knee. What did they think Eminem was like? So two things happened this weekend that was like, what did you expect? The NFL told Eminem not to take a knee. Don't take a knee during your performance. What did you think Eminem was going to do? Eminem has been F the establishment from day one. Eminem's been F the establishment since day one. Like, like you, like the NFL is going to tell Eminem what to do. Eminem is going to put that right back in your face tenfold. And he did just that. And then some other uni lad and some other report, LAD Bible, they come up with a story with footage of Snoop Dogg smoking weed before going on for his performance. And I'm like, everybody's like, what the, like, this is no story at all. For me, I was like, okay, if you had a, if you had a picture of Snoop Dogg working out and, and drinking a Sprite, before performing, I'd be like, damn, he wasn't smoking weed? That's a story. <laughs> but no, they put a story out like they was breaking some big expose. Snoop Dogg smoking weed before his performance. Really? Because like 99.9% .9 of Snoop Dogg fans was like, well, what the hell did you expect? We surprised that Martha Stewart ain't up there smoking weed. <laughs> For real, bro. Like, that's, that's no, that's, look, when you, look, when you look up weed in the dictionary, don't be surprised in some versions of the dictionary that Snoop Dogg is right there beside it. This man is selling his own strain of marijuana right now and it's hitting. That's, that's no story. Do your homework, people. Please, come on. Do something else! Do something else! That's it! That's all we want! Do something else! Holy There's no need. <clears throat> no need. <laughs> oh, man. But over and all, it was a good Super Bowl. Everything was, was on point. National Anthem was on point. God Bless America was on point. All of it was on point. The commercials were, were good. It was nice seeing. Well, it's, it's nice to feel really old because <laughs> all the friggin' commercials were all like throwback commercials <laughs> that, that we all loved when we was growing up. And now everybody's old. But there were some things. There were some things that was really funny. Um, seeing Dream, um, Jim Carrey come back as the cable guy pissed off because of Verizon 5G. I thought that commercial was pretty funny. Um, my favorite commercial 
flew under the radar. I'm, I'm like, I can't believe the censors didn't catch this ad. Like, like I was like, whoa. So there was a Uber. There was a, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to get the ad for next week, and I'm playing on the show next week. So there's an Uber ad, Eats ad, because Uber Eats is now delivering stuff that's not food. So the, the, the commercial is hilarious. So first of all, the commercial is people getting stuff delivered by Uber Eats, and because it's in an Uber Eats bag, they're eating it. So there's like a guy eating cat litter. There's another person. They're eating like broken glass. But then Uber Eats has like this disclaimer down below that's telling you not to eat the stuff. But the best part of it was that there's Gwyneth Paltrow. She's got an Uber Eats bag and she's taking a bite of a candle and it's... <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's tastes like Gwyneth Paltrow's VA. And then her thumb is strategically placed over the vagina. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, oh my freaking God, how did they get that past the freaking censors? How did they allow that commercial to get on? Like, if, if, if I want to know if they really let that go, like, did they, they had to have said, oh man, can we, can we show this? Can we not show, I, look that gag, that line, that clip right there was classic Super Bowl commercials. There's things that separate the best from the better from the good. And that right there, the Uber Eats is my favorite. My favorite. That was that was if it wasn't for that Gwyneth Paltrow candle. <laughs> which a lot of people didn't even catch. I have people in my inbox, they was like they was like, "Whoa, what are you talking about? What did you? What, what happened in that commercial?" And then when I told them, I was like, "Really? Are you serious?" Then there were a lot of people that was like, "Oh yeah, I did see it." And then, yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell's on here. A ton of friggin' crypto commercials and NFT commercials, which I was completely confused. So I must be getting old because I was like, "What the hell?" There was <laughs> there were so many crypto and NFT commercials. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> oh. You know what was another funny commercial that I didn't see a lot of people talk about, but I thought it was ingenious. Eugene Levy is an action star with the long hair. So for everybody who's who's ever watched a Hollywood movie and Eugene Levy, who's in a lot of comedies, Eugene Levy is always this Jewish guy. He always has some like five o'clock shadow with these big ass Coke bottle sunglasses. And he has... um. He always has the Jewish fro and things of that crazy sort going on. He's always this silly, dumb, stupid type character. And <laughs> they have him in this commercial where he's like this action star. Like he's got, like dude's got the look. Like Eugene Levy. Like I was, after this commercial, I was like, yo, we need a Eugene Levy freaking action movie, bro. Like, I was like, yo, Eugene Levy looks like he could throw down this commercial, yo, bro. We need we need this. We need a Eugene Levy action film now. I was like, what? Kevin Jeffries, what's going on? Oh, yes, the bowling commercial was gold because I was screaming at my TV. I thought Tom Brady, because Peyton Manning was just, was just being an idiot, man. And I was getting pissed. And then when that doorbell rang and somebody was walking in, I'm like, it's Tom Brady. It's going to be Tom Brady. And it wasn't. It was Serena Williams. I was heartbroken. And then they got me again. They got me again in the Toyota Tundra commercial with the Joneses. And it was it was Tommy Lee Jones 
It was um, Leslie Jones, and it was Quincy Jones's daughter, who I got a huge major crush on, who's from Black as F. Um, she was on there, and then I'm like, when the truck pulls up, I'm like, it's gonna be Mac Jones, and it wasn't. It was one of the Jonas brothers, and I got it. It was kind of funny, but I was kind of hoping for Mac Jones. Kevin Jeffries, yo, we was just talking about Ohio, bro. We was talking about Mayor Craig Schubert stepping down in Ohio because he was worried about ice shanties and prostitution. And I'm like, damn, it's it's because Kevin Jeffries, everybody, Kevin Jeffries, I produce his show, Happy Hour with Lito. Kevin Jeffries is a good ass show. Um, two things I got to mention to Kevin Jeffries is 807. Um, is prostitution that bad in Ohio that they got to not, not allow permits for ice shanties? Was he, was this legit? Did he have a, did he have a good reason to say, no, we don't want ice shanties because of prostitution. Cause I look, I look at, look, I'm not paying the prostitute to come out and be in a cold ass ice shanty in the middle of a lake for a blowjob. <laughs> Hell no, bro. <laughs> What part of Ohio? Um, it was Mayor Craig Schubert. Uh, let me let me look it up. Let me look it up. Let me go on Google. It it was it was Mayor Craig Schubert. Mayor steps down. Hold on. Ohio mayor resigns. Hudson, Ohio. So he's the mayor of Hudson. The mayor of Hudson, Ohio, stepped down because he said that ice fishing would lead to prostitution. And I thought that was funny. And Kevin Jeffries, who, if you guys are going to check out his show, Kevin Jeffries um, covers battle rap. Now, I already put out there that after this show, and I get stuck, he said it must be bad out there. He said laughing, laughing his ass off. Uh, Kevin, have you, uh, Kevin, if you're in the chat, have you watched the new reboot of Bel Air because my son pointed something out to me. And as soon as he told me this, I didn't know because I, I don't, I don't follow battle rap like that, but my son is a big battle rap fan. So Kevin, if you've watched the show right now, the main at- antagonist on the show is this gangster um, who was looking to kill Will Smith in the show. And um, my son just inform me that the guy who's playing the role of Rashad is battle rapper Easy the Block Captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yep, a battle rapper. He said Easy the Block Captain. He said this guy is a beast in battle rap, and he, I guess that's who's playing the role. He kind of looks like Tory Lanes, but it's not Tory Lanes. But I was like, who is this guy? He's got a presence. Um, that I, I've, I've never seen. My son says he's a battle rapper. Um, man, it, easy. The block captain, Kevin, if you can get him on your show. Woo. Yeah. Oh yeah. He said, yes, sir. If you guys are watching in the chat, yes, sir. Easy is the man. Yo, his acting is on point. He had me scared. When he, when he told Will Smith, <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for people, but he, Will Smith and him are in, are in jail together. And he tells Cause Will's crying cause he's in jail and he tells Will stop crying. Then after he tells him to stop crying, he tells him he's going to kill him, puts his finger, which is in the trailer. Anyway, he puts his fingers up his head and click, click. So this dude 
is a ruthless dude. I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see more of him. Um, y'all got to check it out because we've been we've been talking about this. So the booth has been talking about this Bel Air since Morgan Cooper released it. Morgan Cooper released this fan made trailer for Bel Air, and I just shared the link because I had saw it and I saw it and I was like, okay, this is different. This is a dramedy vision of a, a, a historical black sitcom that was funny as hell, but made you think. And um, it was like 24 hours later, my son Terrell said, hey, did you see about that show, that fan trailer of Bel Air that you showed on your show? And I, I said to my son Terrell, I was like, no, I didn't hear. He's like, Jaden, Will's son saw it and let Will see it. And now Will's responding. So, Morgan Cooper was talking about it in his interview. He said that um, 24, it was like, he said it was less than 24 hours. Will Smith hit him up. They flew him in and signed the deal within less than four, in 24 hours, signed the deal to make this show. And I'm not going to lie, and I don't want to ruin it for people, but Bel Air, when I first started watching it, I was kind of like, damn. This is dark, dingy, raw, gritty. The soundtrack is on fire. The script is on fire. And I was kind of like, damn, is what? But I get it. I get it. Morgan Cooper, Will Smith, they wanted to take a lovable sitcom that everybody loved. All the characters were loved. Everybody was on point in the sitcom. They, they took this sitcom and they said, okay, if we're going to make this a drama and we're going to make this gritty, yo, it was on point. It's gritty. It's raw. It's real. I was having a problem with Carlton, but now after watching it and thinking more about it, I love it. I love what they're doing with all the characters. They're bringing the characters right up to 2020 and the real problems that these type of characters would have in 2021. I love it. I can't wait to watch episodes two and three. If you haven't seen Bel Air yet on Peacock, you need to check it out. Kevin Jeffrey said it made my wife want to go home to Philly. It was raw. It was real. It was, it's real. It's real. So I just, I just want everybody to make sure they check it out right now. It's the best soundtrack on TV. The soundtrack is just crazy. I'm just talking about the first episode, bro. <laughs> so if you haven't checked it out yet, um, check it out. You guys first heard about it here in the booth. Um, let's get into this one here because I got to get ready to close this down so Maddie C's can get on at 830. Um, Russian skater Valeria, she skates in the first place after the Olympic short program. Now, I got a problem with this. And I'm just going to let you all know something. This is racial. Remember Martin Lawrence when he was always in Boomerang? He was the racial guy. This is racial. And, you know, Bolivia was allowed to skate, and she's now taking first place in the Olympic short program. But she was found to have a banned substance in her system. Now, if you guys remember, Shikari Richardson, she was banned because she had marijuana. She couldn't go to Japan. So, you know, she said it was racial. But there was really no proof. Nobody could ever really say anything because she was the first to have this happen, you know, and this and that. But now she popped, this girl pops for 
uh, it's it's a heart medication. So it does something to your heart, which she's a skater. So if it's something that calms down her heart rate, guess what? She can perform better. It's considered a PED. But here's where things are, 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 are deeper, people. And a lot of people aren't talking about this. If you're watching on the internet, a lot of people are talking about Shikari Richardson in Bolivia. And here's the thing. Yep, my son just said the time. Here's the thing that's deeper, people. Okay? The Olympic scoring system is supposed to kind of penalize you or hurt you if you're better than everyone else. So if you guys go all the way back to the Summer Olympics, there was another controversial situation that happened. Y'all remember Simone Biles? Simone Biles was competing and was held accountable because she was, oh, James Santilli says, your talking isn't matching with the talk. Okay, that means I got to play with my sink on my thing if it's not matching up, and I'll take care of that, and it won't be that way next week, James. So thank you for letting me know that because I'll definitely take care of that. Um, It's something to do with the broadcast, but I'll take care of it. Thank you, James. Nice. Good looks. Good looks. But um, the problem I have here is that Simone was was held accountable because she was better than everybody else, so they deducted points. Get that. They deducted points because she was better than everybody else because she was doing things that nobody else could do. Well, guess what? Guess what? Bolivia completed a quad, which has never been done before, but nobody held her. What's up, Rocco? Rocco, what's good? Yo, everybody's in the chat. What's up, everybody? Everybody's coming through. Rocco Carino, what's going on? This man got some serious drone shots out there. My son Terrell is like there. Yep, it's a millisecond or a second off, and I apologize. I'll have that fixed for next week. I'm going to figure it out and get it done. But my problem here is that she's not being held accountable for completing a quad, which a lot of people can't do a quad spin jump. But she's not held accountable for that, yet Simone Biles was held accountable for what she did. Because I believe she did a triple triple somersault off and was held accountable because and penalized because everybody else can't do it and they didn't want everybody else to try what she did and get hurt, so she's penalized. So if you want to really bring up race and discuss race issue, bring it up, but add Simone Biles to your debate and discussion, people. Because everybody's going to Go back and forth over the one-to-one. The secondary question is Simone Biles was penalized for something that she could do better than everybody, yet this girl isn't being penalized for being able to do the quad and losing points. So bring that up. Bring that up. 817. Ricky Williams, man. My man, Ricky Williams. Yes. My son says Simone Biles moves was a triple or double somersault with twists. It's nuts. Yes, it is. It was nuts, but they didn't want her to do it because they didn't want other people to try it for fear of them getting hurt. So she was deducted. Yep, it was. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yet this girl did a quad, which isn't easy either. Yet she wasn't held accountable for doing something that nobody else could do. So it's crazy. So bring that up if you want to get into that debate or discussion and ask. Because that's now it's starting to look like it's racial or, you know, whatever. It might just be with, you know, Russia has that political pool, which Russia's always had in the Olympics. But whatever. Ricky Williams advice for cannabis skeptics. Come smoke with me, man. <laughs> no, he doesn't talk like that. Ricky Williams is my man. You know why? Because back in the day, the NFL blackballed this man 
They cru they crucified this man. The Miami Dolphins made him look like shit. And I'm going to say that and I'm not going to edit myself because they did. The Miami Dolphins made the man look like shit. He was, this man right here should be considered an NFL innovator. He was the first person to bring to the NFL the discussion of utilizing cannabis to help with anxiety and pain management. If you all remember the infamous Ricky Williams interview where he kept his helmet on the whole time because he had anxiety attacks while doing press interviews. And, you know, they were finding him all this crazy money. And guess what ends up happening? Ricky Williams just ended up walking away from football, one of the best running backs out there. And he walked away from football, walked away. And, you know, everybody laughed at this guy. Oh, he's got cannabis. <laughs> oh, yeah, weed. Oh, yes, this. Guess what? Just two weeks ago, the NFL just announced that they're going to invest a million dollars into researching pain management and concussions with cannabis. Hypocritical much? NFL? Hypocritical? Because you didn't blackball this man and ran him out of the league. While right now, you guys had Gronkowski selling CBD at Gillette Stadium on the side of the friggin' stadium, a whole big sign about his CBD company. Hypocrites, man. Hypocrites. And maybe, maybe, let's get real, real right here. Let's get really real right here. If you all, if the NFL had listened to Ricky Williams back in the 90s when he told you all, when he told you all about cannabis, and helping with concussions and pain management, guess what, NFL? If you had listened to Ricky Williams back then, then maybe, just maybe, we wouldn't have lost the lives of guys like Junior Seau, who committed suicide because he couldn't deal with the concussion headaches and depression anymore. How about all those guys we lost since then? Huh, NFL? Because if you ask me, their blood is on your effing hands, bro. Because you didn't listen to Ricky Williams, who was way ahead of the game. Way ahead of the game. You guys mocked him, laughed him, and blackballed him out the league when he was right. When he was right all the way back then. So the guys like Junior Seau and all these others who've lost their lives to suicides because of their their concussions, their blood's on your hands. NFL, you could have acted on this. You could have did the research back then when it was brought to you. So I'm just letting you know. That's how I feel. My son says, I don't know if it's on the NFL. I bet a lot of guys begin to smoke marijuana after retirement. Some do, some don't. But I'm just saying, maybe, just maybe, if the NFL had listened to this man and put the money into research back then, Maybe we could have avoided that. Maybe I'm going a little extreme, but that's the point I'm, I'm just trying to make. So, uh, 821, I got to get through this. Biden bombshells, people. <laughs> Real funny. Putin and Schultz hold the press conference in Moscow. Guess what they said? They said that they're not invading Ukraine. They're going to pull the troops back. Because the stock market had crashed. Everybody was all in fears and worries that Russia was going to invade the Ukraine. Yes, because they were amassing troops. They were massing troops along the border. They were preparing what looked like an invasion. So now NATO is involved. Everybody's involved. Everybody's worried. So they have this press conference this morning in Moscow. And Putin says, we're not invading Ukraine. We've got a business venture going on. We've spoke with Ukraine. They're understanding what we're doing. We're pulling the troops back. They pulled the troops back and sent them back to base. Then they interview Ukraine president, Mr. Zelensky. Mr. Zelensky turns around and he says that 
Well, my comments about Russia was just what I heard about in the media. In other words, you dumbass, you look mad stupid now. You're a president. You have intel. But you're going to come out here now because everybody's skirt has been pulled and you're going to say that I didn't really hear anything from my intel. I I, I, I was just going by what I heard. No, you should have never said you were going by what you heard in the press. You're the president. You're the president. Oh, Felicia says, what's going on with the Bob Saget case? Don't know. Haven't heard anything yet, which is why I haven't um, reported on it yet. Only thing new is that they are saying that his head fractures and skull fractures do not consist with a normal, typical slip and fall on the table or slip and fall in the bathtub. So my prediction right now is that this will probably turn into a possible murder investigation within the next week or two. We'll see. Um, so now Ukraine president walks back their statement and guess what happens, people? Guess what happens? <laughs> A Russian cyber attack hits the Ukrainian government website and major banks just hours after Putin speaks and after Zelensky speaks. And the cyber attack happens while Biden is on American television to give us all an update. (laughs) Oh, I you got to love political chess and checkers, people. This is a. This right here is a chess game. And I've said it before. And I said, I'm not, look, I'm not a fan of Vladimir Putin, but the man, there's a reason why Russians know how to play the F out of chess, bro. <laughs> then, look, Putin comes on with his right hand man and they're like, okay, we're going to pull the troops back. No, we're not invading Ukraine. And then hours later, they go in and have their hackers take down several government sites and banks, (laughs) which to be honest, let's be real people. It's 2022. A cyber attack is actually worse than troops coming over your border with tanks and, and boots on the ground. I'm just letting you know that anybody who's sitting out here thinking that, that uh, invasion of a country is bad. No, it's not. A cyber attack is a million times worse. Trust and believe me, people. I would rather I would rather see Red Dawn 2022 here in America. Wolverines! <laughs> I would rather see that than a Russian major all-out cybersecurity attack on the US. A cyber attack on the US, a, a hardcore shut everything down would would bring this country to a dead halt period period cyber attack is the new wave of war boots on the ground all that crap i'm telling you that's not it cyber attacks is where it's at man you shut down an infrastructure a cyber infrastructure craziness Craziness. So, uh, Rocco just asked, "What happened to the monkeys?" Rocky is watch. Rocco's watching because I talked about the monkeys escaping from the truck that was on their way to a secret lab. Yes, I think all the monkeys have now been recovered. So it looks like the zombie apocalypse that I'm worried about has been advert. It's been averted for now, so I can 
<laughs> I could breathe a little easy. Guys, I got to thank everybody for tuning into the show, hanging out with me. It's good stuff. Anybody who's been supporting the show, getting hats and beanies, good stuff. <laughs> my son on the show, Terrell, cyber attacks and missiles, shaking my head. Um, I got to let people know here. Let me see. Boom. Shows that I produce, She Talks Football Podcast, Drafting the Circuits, Oscar Mike Radio, Sinister One Productions is myself, The Booth is my show, Hoobazoo.com and Hatchet Radio is where we are exclusively seen. Kevin Jeffries in the chat. He is the host of Happy Hour with Lito. Maddie C Sports for you and me. He's coming up at 8.30, his show. And Talk Back with Gloria Shea. Rocco Carino says, I don't see Biden defending against a cyber attack. Well, here's the problem by um, with, with that. It has nothing to do with Biden. The FBI director for cyber attacks, he already stepped down during Trump administration. He said because U.S., Cyber attack systems to defend against cyber attack is kindergarten compared to what China, Taiwan, Korea, and Russia has. And I believe it. I believe it. I'm, I, I'm just telling you, it's this, this is bigger than Joe Biden. This is, this is a lot bigger than Joe Biden. So we will definitely keep an eye on it. But I got to thank everybody for tuning in the show. Again, T-shirt winner Mike Smith. Thank you. Um, looks like I got to pick a winner for this week. I already picked the winner last week, but it looks like I'm going to have to go in the chat because there's a ton of people in the chat that's going to win a shirt from Isla Boston Sports this week. Uh, A7FL is coming, people. It's not far away. The No Pads Football League is coming. I want to make sure you all are on it and ready to go. Um, I'm going to get Shinya Corser on here again to talk about this league. It's blowing up. They've added four. Boston teams, four Boston teams. And thank you again for everybody. Let's roll video shoot was a couple of weeks ago. Thank everybody for coming out that video. Keep an eye out for it. Also, Viana Marie will be performing at the Sammy's patio in Revere eight o'clock. And before I get out of here, guys, Hey, before SpongeBob takes us home, I got a trailer to show you guys something. I want you to really watch and think about the movie is called national champions. It just came out streaming. But watch this, and then SpongeBob is going to take us home. It's very thought-provoking. Check it out. I'm out of here. SpongeBob, after this trailer, take us home. Wolves quarterback, LaMarcus James, should be the best quarterback to come into the NFL since Patrick Mahomes. And you know who agrees with me on that? Miami. They're poised to take him number one overall for about $35 million guaranteed. But we are not talking enough about Wolves coach James Laser. One of the best coaches we've seen, but he has never won the big game. We're live. I am joined by LaMarcus James, who won this year's Heisman Trophy. A revolutionary banging on my adversary. This is the home of my best friend and teammate, Emmett Sunday. Tomorrow he'll play in a game that'll gross over a half a billion dollars. But Emmett won't see a dime. And just like the other 12,000 draft eligible players that don't make the NFL every year, his football days will be over. Zero compensation, zero medical insurance for all the injuries he's sustained. My coach, James Laser receives an annual salary of $5 million. The commissioners of the top five power conferences receive an average salary of $4 million each year. The president 
of the NCAA received a salary of $3.9 million last year. So I'm personally asking all players in Monday's national title game to join me in this boycott to demand that the NCAA will recognize players as paid employees and not student athletes. Jesus. Coach, I think it's best if the NCAA took the reins here. LaMarcus is a good person. We squander a $600 million payday for tomorrow alone. Anybody around us got private jets and private chefs. You got insurance? What you gonna fix your broken body with, huh? He makes a compelling argument, and I know I stand behind him. The reality is he's got so much to lose. Do not let LaMarcus rob you of your legacy. My football team will play for me. You two cannot unionize college sports, and that's a fact. Four players just tweeted, we're in, with the hashtag fix the system. Ain't just two of us no more. And that's a fact. Who really won this? Like, who really won that man that say he won? We gotta stick together on this, fellas. If he sits, they're gonna Kaepernick him like you. LaMarcus leaked my Nike contract. These boycotts have gained a lot of momentum. What happens to all of the other sports that are not men's football and basketball? When they start paying you. Everybody doing it. Everybody doing it. Marcus is standing toe-to-toe with the behemoth, and we haven't even begun to fight. Glory is at hand. God is with us. He says there is nothing to lose. Glory is yours. I am here, and there is nothing to fear. Glory is ours. It starts right now. It starts right here. Take it. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do coke, cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, bitch, no Enter website, enter website, enter website, enter website.